Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, Annie, today is a very special day. Why? Why is it a special day? It's our birthday! It's episode 10, it's our birthday! Yeah, these four walls is 10, kind of. I actually have a cake. Do you? Yeah, hold on. Okay, what, should I just blow out that candle? Yeah, well, I didn't get 10 candles. <laughs> Yay! Happy Yay. birthday to us, episode 10. Us. So, coming up on this episode, I think you've been away. Yeah, I've escaped England and I went to Gothenburg to Way Out West Festival. Oh, what was it like? It was so fun. I saw Sia, saw Skepta, Stormzy. It was oh, really nice. Dream. It rained quite a lot. But we did our Vox Pops from Way Out West Festival. So that bit when we talk about love... It's with a load of festival goers. What did you ask people then this episode? This time I was asking people the best thing about being single. Oh, nice. Okay, interested to hear. And because you were away, I also got Lottie, who works for ASOS Likes, to go and speak to Dave Franco. Yeah, she played our little game, didn't she? She did. I'm not quite sure she really got to grips (laughs) with the game, but um, we'll see how that went. Yeah, we'll get her in for a debrief. Uh, And then the lovely Georgia Murray's back. This time she's talking to Amanda from Boiler Room and our very own Nat. The Who, stylist. Who's a stylist at ASOS. Yeah, who's been on this podcast before. Uh, and they've both set up things in relation to Black Lives Matter. So they're going to be talking about their projects. Okay, we're really interested to hear about those projects. And also this episode, I am not going to the fashion cupboard this week. <laughs> We've really escaped. I know. But guess where? I'm going somewhere really exciting. Where are you going? I'm actually so excited about it. I'm going to ASOS Debbie's house. Oh, it's happening. I'm so I'm jealous. going to her house and I'm going to look through her wardrobe and basically basically just be jealous of all of her clothes. Do you think her wardrobe is like a whole other house? Yeah, it's going to be like going to Narnia and I basically just want to see how many pairs of shoes she's got. Okay, if you want a visual accompaniment to that section, check out ASOS underscore Debbie on Instagram because we've never seen her wear the same outfit twice. Chan, I'm really sorry, but I've got to go. I'm too excited. I'm going to Debbie's house. All right, off you go. Bye. Okay, so I'm nearly at Debbie's house. I'm just going to go up to her door. I hope she's in. Hi, Annie. Deb, I'm so excited. Welcome to my home. Let me in, let me in. I can't wait to see your wardrobe. (laughs) Debbie, I am in your room and looking at your wardrobe. (laughs) Welcome, I feel like this is a momentous occasion. (laughs) Okay, it's amazing. So we have to remember that people can't see what I'm looking at, which I feel very sad about. But let's describe it to them. How is your wardrobe organised? 
organized it's just a mess Annie as you can see it's not a mess <laughs> okay for one it's not color-coded it's just sporadic in that sense but I'd like organize it according to item so we start with shorts to skirts to dresses to sleeveless blazers and a few coats to tops trousers jumpsuits blazers and war jackets so okay so <laughs> that is uh, a lot of clothes but it doesn't it doesn't look messy you've got it all sort of visual merchandise which is amazing and it's on an open so it's not a wardrobe no, basically i should also like add some good old habitat well so yeah you can see everything so, so that's a good search. thing is that yeah. how you work like when you're that's getting dressed everything has to be, I have to be it's very visual Addy. okay right let's pick out a couple of things i don't even know where to start <laughs> but what are you loving at the moment what pieces what am i loving at the moment okay we have to talk about this jacket okay right so this jacket that we're looking at is i don't even know where to begin <laughs> to describe it it's multicolored and it's sort of plastic teb what would you call this they're like they're kind of like sequin material but they're like little like they're long it's, it's like a big bird but sequin big bird everybody i don't know what kind sequin of feathers. thing is in people's imaginations <laughs> but it's kind of like sequin feathers and it's sort of blue yellow it's white multicolored. orange and it's cropped yeah it's amazing. What would you wear this kind of thing with? Okay, this obviously, the, it does all the speaking and it makes noise too. It does, it that? makes a really good noise. Yeah. So I would pair this with something plain at the bottom. So like like slim trousers. You could wear it with jeans. I go for a skirt, definitely one colour. And of course, some heels. Of course, heels. We're going to get to the heels in a minute. <laughs> I think anything you wear this with will just look amazing because this is sort of a statement piece yeah, if you're going to pick a statement piece it is okay what else are you loving um this skirt it's like an old asa skirt but it does the job um it's pink it's midi and it's got like this peplum detail at the bottom asos actually have a black one on site now which i'm gonna get but this is it's bright pink so you, you you're you're definitely seen you I'm are never lost in Deb, this i feel like any of your clothes <laughs> that you are definitely seen in if you're gonna what would you wear this sort of pink skirt with them okay i like actually wearing this with like a, a men's shirt a plain white shirt a bit oversized and of course some heels so menswear yeah. i can see that there's quite a lot of menswear in your wardrobe is. is that if i was to ask you like what are you obsessed with right now um reclaimed vintage men's reclaimed vintage vintage excuse me so i just like the fit of everything oversized and big reclaimed vintage is on asos it is so on ASOS. what is that explain to people what reclaimed so vintage is basically it's um they use re they reuse materials and fabrics, so, so it's, it's like, like vintage inspired. It's vintage inspired, so they remake them as well, the items as well, and they do it in women's wear and, and men's, men's wear, wear. and so it's customized as well. Some pieces are. There's quite a lot of camo in I here. Love I camo can see. and army. And can we also add that everything in Deb's wardrobe is in plastic? Yes, because because um, she takes care <laughs> of her clothes. <laughs> That's because it's an open well, as you can see, to avoid dust, and also everything gets dry cleaned, Danny. Me and my dry cleaner, we're like best friends. You're best friends with <laughs> yeah. your dry cleaner. Um, and what else? I can also see this amazing sort of black. Describe this to me. Oh my gosh. This is, ah, <laughs> it's basically an off the shoulder satin blazer. And it comes with matching trousers. We actually shot it in the latest mag. So this is on ASOS. It is on ASOS. It's super smart. It's super smart. But I feel like you could wear it as a suit, sort of yep. off the shoulder. Mm -hmm. Or you could also, this jacket is kind of, an update on a classic I it think. is definitely an update on a classic and i like to also wear with jeans and a black lip which tones it down a little bit but you know it's off the shoulder so it just makes it look a bit glam amazing right deb okay what else 
you're what else are you obsessed with? I can see loads uh, of heels. Heels, Annie, obviously. <laughs> and heels, I feel like you don't you don't shy away from a heel. It needs to have colour on it. It needs to say something. It has to do something. It has to be loud. Like, as you can see, I like them high. <laughs> I like them. Or I like them really platformy, as you can see. So Deb's heels are all quite high up on the rails. Yeah. And they're all sort of facing out. It looks a little bit like a shop, I just this have to just add. This is just like a fraction of them. The rest are underneath the bed, Annie. And... A little bit more about how it's organised so people can sort of visualise. So as I said before, I've got the the clothes are hung and they range from skirts to trousers. Above that, we have a few of my heels. These are the ones I go to and wear often. Then behind that, we have um, shirts, as you can see, colourful, striped. Um, bright and we have this section is my headscarf section so if you're getting up in the morning and you're looking at this yeah how do you approach getting dressed i i pray for direction <laughs> i never plan it's always on the day so i always start with a shoe what shoe do i want to wear and then i work my way up and usually it's either going to be a skirt or it's going to be jeans Okay, and then Sometimes you a dress. and then you base the outfit around that. Base outfit like that. I tend to build up like today, layer up, or just pair odd things together. So things that people wouldn't usually wear. Kind just of like what? What? Give me an example. So, uh, so let's this, make an outfit right now. Let's, let's pretend you're just waking up and let's make an outfit. Okay, let's take this men's reclaimed vintage pink camo jacket. Okay, it's yeah. quite long line. It's, it's quite, quite sort of line. military inspired, but it's pink camo. And it's oversized. Okay, we're wearing so, this. What wearing are we wearing this. this with? So I would definitely tuck in the collar so it looks less masculine and make it into sort of like a V-neck shape at the front. I'd never think of doing that. Yeah. So you can actually then, you because you, you customise a lot of stuff, yeah, but sometimes. you don't just have to do it by like cutting things Mm-mm. or sewing things. You Safety can... pins are your best friends, people. Okay, so we'd wear this and we tuck the collar in, in and sort of change the neckline. Change the neckline, so that gives it a more like a V-neck detail. Then I'll go for some denim. Uh, probably my vintage Levi's and they're frayed at the bottom. Okay. And again, I'll go for a heel and it's pink on top. I don't have to put a pink heel on. I could do if I wanted to. I might do a red heel. I might do a red heel with a green sock or I might do a multicolored heel. So is it about, so you quite like to put different colors that you might not yeah, expect together? I like clashing as some people like to put it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm slightly overwhelmed, but I'm also very inspired. Oh, good. I feel like we could talk for hours and hours. I need about... to get you in one of these outfits, Annie. I feel like you should style me. Let's maybe, do it. Maybe that's another <laughs> you episode. You have to wear heels, though. Okay, I will wear heels. I promise you I will wear heels. <laughs> cool. Oh, Annie, one more thing, my bags. Oh, your bags. Let's talk about your bags. I love a good clutch bag, a novelty clutch bag. Okay, so let's look at this. This one, I have to say, this is sort of a novelty clutch bag that's light pink and it has the words bossy in multicoloured lettering. Okay, it totally doesn't represent who I am as a person, but I just like that it speaks before you see me. It's a good conversation starter. I feel like a lot of your... It's just so fun. What's in your... It's very I like fun. Annie. I, I'm, I'm fun when it comes to dressing. So as well as your wardrobe just being very fun, I feel like there's a really good mix of things in here. So from vintage to ASOS. Do you want to just talk me through that? Yeah, that's basically it. Vintage and ASOS. <laughs> and designer stuff as well. A lot of stuff that you can get off ASOS. So um, as I mentioned before, we came vintage, have ASOS... ASOS mainline um, have a lot of vintage via ASOS marketplace and charity shops. What's uh, your favourite vintage piece that you've got in here? Oh, favourite, Annie. Debbie doesn't do favourites. Okay, you don't. Oh, <laughs> you can't have favourite items I, of clothing. I feel like one of the great things about how Debbie wears an outfit is that 
I would just pick up a top <laughs> and I see that top as that's the shape it should be. But no. you don't only just customize things, but you also kind of change the shape yeah. of things. You have to like think, what else can I do with this when I look at a top or a shirt or a jumper? Do you also make things cropped when they're cropped. meant to be oh long? Oh my gosh, scissors again are like also your best friends. Um, I like cutting off the bottom of sweaters or jumpers as well. Just make them, yeah cropped is there the top in here where i feel like you came to work one day and everybody was saying how great your top was and you said i just made that top this morning it was annie uh, yeah there's one it's right in the <laughs> Sorry, back there is annie it's right here Des- i walked to the ace of summer party actually describe this top to me and how you just made it in the morning before work okay it's made out of an african inspired printed fabric which i got from dawson market and it's off the shoulder and it has these long sleeves which are a bit ballooned at the end. And yeah, I just wore it with jeans. And you just made it before I made work. it before work. I was late that day. But it was for good reason, right? <laughs> and what did you wear it with? I wore it with straight, straight leg jeans and these red public design heels. So they're sort of strappy, strappy. bright red. It's another great outfit. Thank you, Annie. Well, Deb, I feel like I've got so many tips and I'm very inspired, especially to wear more colour. And be fun. And be fun yeah. and wear heels. And wear heels. Deb, thank you so much for letting me come to your house thank and look you on your wardrobe. Thank you Come back. We will. We'll be back for another episode. Yay, part two. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, Annie. Bye. I'm so jealous. That sounded so fun. I know. I've literally got to see it into Debbie's wardrobe. Is it the best thing ever? It's dreamy. I just, her clothes are amazing. I'm actually in love with them. Oh, speaking speaking of of love. love. Okay, that music, that means it's the part of the show where we talk about love, relationships, dating, that kind of thing. Although this episode is a bit different because we're talking about being single. So I was at Way Out West Festival in Gothenburg and I asked everyone what the best thing is about being single. The best thing about being single is like, I can just go over there and I can just move to her, I can chat up her, flirt with her and it'll be all cool. I won't feel no sort of way about it and it'll be all cool. We'll feel like each other's energies and we'll be sick. That's the best thing about being single. I love being single. The best thing about being single is you can be drunk every day of the week without anyone telling you it's not okay. The best thing about being single is the independence um, and not having to worry about anything or anyone dictating what you do and what you think and who you see and your time. <laughs> just having having a great time, like not having anyone to report to and just you know living life as it is. The best thing about being single is, is that I can flirt with all the girls that I like to flirt with. Seriously, Yay! it is fantastic. I love it. Uh, the best thing about being single is you can do whatever do whatever you want. You can hang out with whoever you want. You can try out fun things that you wouldn't normally do if you were in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> So is everybody single at Way Out West? Do you know what? I think they might have been. Or Everyone I spoke to. Did you just go and hunt out the single people? Yeah, I was like, you look single. Come and answer my question. Or maybe they were in relationships, but just remembered. All the good times, the nostalgic times, times of being single. All right, what have we got coming up next? Well, do you think Dave Franco's single? 
I'm not sure. I wonder if Lottie found out because I think she went to speak to him. Do you think him. she went and did a little flirt? A, li- a Lottie doing a flirt? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, let's hear how she got on. Hi guys, I'm here with Dave Franco. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Um, so we're here today, obviously, because of a new film, Nerve. Yes. Which I saw the other day, and I will say that I watched most of it from behind my fingers. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, there were parts where I was just like, I cannot watch. It's funny. It's like uh, we knew that the movie was obviously a thriller, but I didn't quite realize that it was going to have that kind of effect on people until I was at the premiere and I was looking around. And half the audience is leaning forward with just their like their face in their, their hands. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just like me in a screening room. It was like me and a few other people. And we were all just like, oh, my God. <laughs> so what did you think of, like, the third of the movie that you saw? <laughs> I mean, from what I saw, it was pretty great. <laughs> okay, good. Um, no, I loved it. I'm a big fan of thrillers. So, I'm glad. Know, I enjoyed it very much. How was it working with Emma? Emma's great. Um, Emma and I, to, like, hit it off, really. yeah, yeah, we, we've known each other for about five years now. We did a music video together a long time ago and, uh, and it was really important that we got along and felt comfortable with each other because the whole movie hinges on whether or not you believe our chemistry. And so Emma, she's, she's just really smart and has great taste. And I, I valued her opinion throughout where there were scenes, um, where I would take her aside and I would be like, hey, is what I'm doing really cheesy right now? And she'd be like, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay, okay. Yeah, totally. But it's like you don't always have that kind of rapport with other actors because you don't feel comfortable asking yeah, them sure. those types of things. And so ultimately she gave me a lot of confidence. Nice. Yeah. And what about the motorbike? Can you ride a motorbike? I learned how to ride a motorcycle for this movie. Um, they gave me about two weeks to learn how to do so, Ooh, which okay. is not very That's much time. Stuff. And Have you got a bike now? No, I'll probably never get no. on a bike again. I, I mean, mean, it looks pretty terrifying. It's, it know. is. And in hindsight, thank God nothing happened. Um, but, like, there's scenes in there where I'm really driving the bike and Emma's really on the back. And if I make a mistake, I'm taking us both Whoa, down. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just sweating through those scenes. But, again, luckily nothing yeah, happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the main reason I wanted to learn how to ride the bike is just so it would look realistic. It and yeah. yeah. It did. Yeah, Good. nice job. Okay, so today we're actually going to be playing a game. Okay. Play a little game. Um, it's, it basically involves me telling you three lies okay. about myself. Um, well, actually, no, wait, correction. It basically involves me telling three stories about myself. Okay. One of them's true. Right. Two of them are lies. All right. And then you're going to do the same. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right, you're putting me on the spot. Oh, All we right. are putting you on the spot. Okay, You've you got go, a little bit of time to think. You so. go first. Okay. So one of these stories is true. One of them has to be true. Okay. And the other two can be as made up as you like. Okay. I'm sure your stories are going to be a lot more interesting than mine. No, so now you're we'll putting see. even more pressure right. on me. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, okay so first up. Um, I went on a national dating TV show um, called Take Me Out okay. in the UK, um, and I got picked by a guy to go on a date, uh-huh. and we got flown away to a place called Fernando's, um, where, yeah, we went we went diving and went for dinner, and it was all caught on camera and then shown on national TV. Did you go on a second date? Two months later. Oh, no. Okay, continue. And all that, right, that's, that kind of tells you how That's story number one. <laughs> Uh, I think that one is false. Okay. Second one, um, I look after a dog called Pepe, mm-hmm. my friend, mm-hmm. um, a couple of times a week, mm-hmm. 
taken for a walk around my local park. Um, I had a bit of an incident where we were walking down the street and he kind of darted into the road and got hit by a car. Okay. And I had to take him to the doggy hospital mm-hmm. and tell his owner, Carla, about it. And it was, it was pretty awful. He survived, though. He's, okay. He's alive. So it's all good. I think and this, I still look after him. I think this is false. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Oh, which means the last one. It's got to be true. <laughs> it's got to be true. So I was actually here. We're here at the Soho Hotel. Yeah. And I was here a few weeks ago with a friend, his producer from LA. Okay. And we were sat at the bar. We got there about two o'clock. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of whiskeys. Mm-hmm. One thing led to another. Like 20 whiskeys down, maybe. Between us, okay. obviously. Not each. Um, left at about one o'clock in the morning. Pretty, pretty steep bar tab. But they ended up giving us some free food. Yeah, it was nice. So that's my other story. In hindsight, I think <laughs> the first story is true and the other two are false. The first one's true. Yeah. What do we say? I mean, I reckon you're definitely right. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm a terrible liar. <laughs> I'm a terrible, terrible liar. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, that's good to know. So you did I'm go on the dating person. show? I did, yeah. <laughs> and you did not go on the second date? We didn't go on the Okay. How was, was, so the first date was okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it was all I mean, recorded. It was, was all. Nice guy, but... Like if I looked it up, I could find it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Good to please, know. Please don't do that. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. Um, it's a story to tell. All right. You know? Here's All me right. telling it to Dave Franco. Yeah, right now. That's there we why go. You do these things. So it's your turn, Dave. Mine are not going to be stories, just because I haven't had time to think about this. They'll okay, be more after. just facts. Okay. Okay. Let me just think. Let me think. Let me think. Um. All right. All right. Okay. If I wasn't acting. Yeah. I would be a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Um, Do you want me to say whether or not I think No, wait till I say all three. Okay. Number two is that I can solve a Rubik's Cube in under a minute and a half. Mm. And number three <laughs> is that... <laughs> My uh, my first ever acting job yeah. was on Boy Meets World. Do you know that show? I do know that okay. show. I love that show. Um, poof. See, this is hard because at the end of the day, you're an actor, right? <laughs> so you know, start I'm picking screwed. them off. Give me, give me one that's so not I'm true. So I'm gonna say. Boy Meets World, I mean, you would have been pretty young, so that's quite plausible. So, wait, what was number two? Uh, two is Rubik's Cube, Rubik's Cube, and one is Physical Therapist. Rubik's Cube. I imagine you'd be pretty good at a Rubik's Cube, but maybe more like two minutes, not one and a half. <laughs> I'm going to say that the Boy Meets World is true. And the other two are false? The other two are false. And... Oh, I'll give you one, one more guess to okay, guess which yeah. one's true. I mean, that's 50-50, isn't it? I'm going <laughs> to guess that I want the Rubik's Cube to be true. Is that your answer, or do you want it to oh, be the answer? No. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go Rubik's Cube. Rubik's Cube is true. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn it, I wish I'd bought a Rubik's Cube now. If only I'd known. Oh, okay, well, second time around, I mean. There you go. Clearly, you are much better at this time, <laughs> which is why you're an actor. So that's all good. Um, Boy Meets World as well. That would have been great. That would have been great too. You would have fit in with, I was thinking like, they were all like, they all basically looked exactly like you. 
Is that right? I'll I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, I was like, well, you definitely should. I can't remember the name of the lead guy, but... Right, right. He Uh, was a heartthrob, so... The brother are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time I was young, so I probably fancy... You know, my first job ever was actually on 7th Heaven. Did you ever watch that show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I was not good on that show. (laughs) When did you learn to do a Rubik's Cube? I learned to do a Rubik's Cube when I was in college. One of my good buddies, he knew how to do it, and I made him teach me, and then it's a skill that I will never, ever again and use. You can, still do it. can you still do it now? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take I your pr- word for that. Babe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I will take your word for that. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, that was great. Cool. Is that I it? mean, clearly, I'm terrible at liar, and that's really embarrassing, but you know, I, I thought that would probably happen. <laughs> so. Well, so I on Instagram that the, all the cast are saying, Dave, join Instagram. <laughs> Right. Everyone's posting pictures and they're like, Dave, where are you? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you need to sort that out. I don't know if I'm going to sort that out anytime soon. <laughs> Fair enough. Where do, people, where do people get in touch with you? Where do the fans go and tell you how awesome I do have a is? Facebook page that I use rarely, but that is me. But that's the only real version of me on okay. social media. So yeah. if they want to tell you how awesome the film is, sure. then they go on there. There you go. Awesome. Perfect. Great. Amazing. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Dave. Yeah. Lottie, that was amazing. Thanks, guys. I mean, Dave was a pretty good sport, wasn't he? Thanks for stepping in for Shannon while she was on holiday. Yeah. Oh, Any time. That was quite flirty, no? Uh, you did a little flirt. Well. Uh, he was quite easy to flirt with, I guess. Um, can we talk about the game? <laughs> Yeah. Lottie, did you really get what our game was? I mean, clearly you guys didn't explain it to me good enough, did you? Oh, so it's the briefing. It's the briefing. Yeah, I think it was the briefing. Not the briefing. Yeah. I mean, he saw through all your lies. He did. I mean, it was pretty awkward the moment the penny dropped and I realised I'd done the whole game wrong. Do you know? Oh, well, but I, does that show that Lottie's actually not a very good liar and it's quite good? Yeah, it's good. Whereas Shannon, on the, the other game. hand, is quite exactly. a good liar. Well, I think I still lost last episode. Oh, yeah, you did. Well, thanks for stepping up, Lottie, and coming in. Anytime, guys. I can go on holiday again. Yeah, who are you going to pick next to flirt with? I think next has <laughs> got to be James. Next brother. Oh, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye, guys. Bye. We're very popular today. Hi, guys. Hi, George and Mary. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? We're very good. Thank good, you. Yeah, you just missed Lottie. This week, you are speaking to Nat, who we've had on our episode before, but she's doing a very interesting project around Black Lives Matter. And you're also speaking to another girl called Amanda from Boiler Room. Exactly right. Yeah. So Nat, our amazing stylist, she has just founded a website and a sort of project called Know Your Rights, where she hands out cards to people in various communities to inform them of their rights if they get stopped and searched by police. And then Amanda, Amanda Maxwell, she's from Boiler Room, and they recently hosted a live panel talk and basically discussed black Britishness, Black Lives Matter, loads of really important stuff. It's interesting that they're both UK-based projects because I think a lot of people associate Black Lives Matter with the US. Um, There's a lot going on at the moment in the UK. Is that Mm -hmm. because it's the five-year anniversary of Mark Duggan's death? Well, both the girls point out that we should be having these conversations all the time, constantly. Um, But I think that this month's so important because of that anniversary. But do you want to explain a bit to us about how then the movement started in the US then? It started really as a hashtag on Twitter in the US um, when 17-year-old black teenager Trayvon Martin was killed, um, and that was in 2012. Um, It became internationally recognised after further deaths of Michael Brown in Ferguson and Eric Garner in New York in 2014. There were protests um, all over the US, but mainly in Ferguson that year, and the hashtag sort of became more of a call to arms after that. 
the activist movement um, who's campaigning against violence and systematic racism towards black people on their website um, in their mission statement. They say, we are broadening the conversation around state violence to include all of the ways in which black people are intentionally left powerless at the hands of the state. But I think what's been really amazing is that the movement's been peacefully protesting, shutting down busy roads, having days of action, hosting teach-ins, panel talks, Twitter chats, and loads more. And everyone from Amanda Stenberg and Rowan Blanchard to Obama and Beyonce have been discussing the issue, um, which has really opened it up sort of internationally. Yeah, Lemonade was really powerful, like the video, and she's done a real call to arms, hasn't she? Yeah, exactly. And Drake. Drake Beyonce put Instagram. a call to arms on her website, Yeah, she? Yeah, so she's got really sort of like vocal about it, which is amazing. Okay, so that's in the US. As yeah. we were saying, there's a lot going on at the moment in the UK that's been a lot of conversation and loads of events too. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen, um, there's a documentary out at the moment called The Hard Stop. I haven't seen it, I really need yeah, to. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've read a lot it's about amazing. it. It's amazing. So that follows this guy called Marcus Knox Hook, who is Mark Duggan's best friend. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of in the aftermath of his shooting. And like I said, loads of amazing campaigns and events have taken place since. Um, and that's where Amanda and Nat come in, really. Yeah, so I think it's really interesting and that people are being active, but also in a positive way. Yeah. And I think I'm really interested in hearing what Nat and Amanda are doing and also how maybe you can get involved if you want to get involved in the cause. Yeah, exactly. So here they are. Um, so I'm here with Amanda Maxwell from Boiler Room. Hey. Hello. Thank you for coming in. You guys hosted a panel talk on Monday, uh, the 15th. Can you tell me a bit about why you guys wanted to host the event in the first place? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it was really important after we had all heard about the shootings over in the US um, and I'd seen a post by Drake which was saying how outraged he was and shocked and saddened and everything like that and it kind of really resonated with me that as much as it's happening over in the US like there's definitely um, an underlying racism that happens in the UK um, and I think it was really important to try and address both the US and the UK. We have audiences in both and we have a great platform in both countries. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd originally started by sending an email and then from there the rest of the team kind of jumped on board um, and we took it from there and just to really try and work out how we could engage the audience. Um, I think it's really important to rather than just how we have done before and have roundtables that we probably looked open um, a panel discussion mm-hmm. um, just to make it more interactive, try and get people's opinions and feelings properly through there because I think that's half the problem with all this stuff is that we just get fed drips and drabs by the media um, and we don't really have any say-so in how we're actually feeling about it. It's mm-hmm. just the way that they're reporting about it. Who was on the panel? Um, so in the end, we were supposed to have a mixture of artists and cultural heads um, and then just just due to unforeseen circumstances. Um, We actually had to switch up quite a bit. Um, But luckily for us, we had the support of um, Black Lives Matter UK. Um, They came down and supported it. Um, We also had Darkest Howe, who was originally on um, the lineup anyhow. Aisha Akambi. Um, And then we actually had Dean Blunt, who joined us. He came in to listen and see Darkest Howe and see what he had to say. Mm -hmm. Um, So luckily for us, he was able to step in. Um, And then we had Cheyenne Anderson from Radio 1 Extra, um, who's a good friend of mine, and just really felt that it was important to have a female, another female presence on the panel as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But the really interesting points, I think, that came out of it um, was that everybody's super passionate Um, I also noticed that there was a lot of frustration and I think that's because we're not continuously having these conversations and if we are, we're not really exposing those conversations, we're not out there with how we're truly feeling. 
And it's only at the times where it's really in our faces that we then start to like really talk about it and put mm-hmm. it to the forefront. Um, and also, I think that it was a call for change. I think there's a massive want to change how everything is handled with society and what we can do to really try and make things better. Um, as to how how we go about that, that's the next step that I think we've got to really unify on, um, yeah, just to make a stand. What is the next step in terms of, for our listeners, how can they um, either be an ally and um, show mm. solidarity or how can you get um, involved with existing campaigns mm. and Black Lives Matter UK mm. and things like that? Sort of, um, what advice would you have people wanting to do that? For sure. Um, I think it's really important, um, first and foremost, is to really hone in on yourself and to really understand what it is that really upsets you about this whole um, situation at the moment. And then I think it's a case of looking at your community. There are definitely lots of community projects that are going on. It's just a case of doing your research a bit more. It's also a case of really um, knuckling down and understanding who your MPs are and what they're looking to do um, within your borough or where you stand. Um, so that would be my advice to people wanting to get involved for sure. Okay, amazing. Um, and where can we check out what um, Boiler Room are up to next? Where mm-hmm. are you guys going with this? I know you're um, hosting a New York um, mm-hmm. live panel talk, yeah. kind of similar to the one in London. Yeah. So I think the best way to always find out what's going on with Boiler Room is to sign up to our Facebook page. Um, also, just regularly check in on our um, Boiler Room, which um, Boiler Room website, which is www.boilerroom.tv. Um, And just watch this space. I mean, at the moment, we're trying to really work out how to go forward. Um, Like I say, it's not a a conversation that we just have every five years because it's an anniversary. It's not just something because, you know, another person got shot. It's got to be a constant conversation that we have every single day. Um, You know, every every time that it gets brought up, it means that we're kind of exposing what's really going on. Um, You know, for instance, with the Daly and Atkinson um, tasering that happened this Mm -hmm. week, it's not something that's quite out there like the US shootings, and it's definitely something that we need to be, you know, understanding why. So I think it's really understanding the facts and the figures and how you go forward, but definitely watch this space. So that was Amanda, and everyone check out the New York panel talk that they'll be hosting very soon. And next we're going to hear from Nat, who um, is discussing her new project, Know Your Rights, um, which is about educating people about their rights when encountering the police. Hey Nat, you okay? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Um, so Nat, you're an ASOS stylist, um, yes. but you and a friend recently have also founded a website and a project called Know Your Rights. Yeah, so me and my friend Kanisha um, created a website. We started making cards basically and the idea behind them is to just inform people about their rights because it started off as like a personal project on us trying to just educate ourselves on, you know, basic things that we don't know. So the first set of cards that we've made is know your rights when you're stopped and searched on the street. So we made them up and we spent, we started like two weeks ago just handing them out. Um, We started in Brixton, um, just going out into the community basically, handing out these cards. The first question that we asked people is, um, do you know your rights? And it was amazing that nobody knew what their rights are. And the people that did know were the people that had had problems with the police and had been stopped and searched on occasion. So um, it was really interesting hearing from different people, you know, what they thought about it and also like their experiences it was really interesting to see like the things that people were, the rights that people were most surprised about and like hearing people's reactions to that which ones were they most surprised at um there was a lot of people that were surprised that like the, if you're something certain please they can ask you to take off your gloves or your hat um a lot of people find that 
quite surprising and also the fact that um so like a police officer can stop you on the street and ask you where you're going what are you doing and like various questions like that but you don't actually have to answer so that doesn't mean that you you know stay silent or like you you're rude but also like you don't have to respond to those questions and I think that was something that people were really surprised at and you know all of the information that we're imparting at the moment is information that's out there like it's on gov.com like we haven't just made it up yeah but I think that people don't really know where to look for this information so the point behind the project is to just educate people and I read a thing yesterday on educating communities to educate themselves yeah. you know having a website where it's really clear you can go to one single website and get like all the information you need mm-hmm. whether it's through links to other websites or you know hearing personal stories from other people and the information it like you said it's out there but it's not necessarily accessible to the right people and so it's so amazing what you're doing you're breaking it down and sort of like distributing it and so why now um why two months ago when you set it up um rather than say a year ago what sort of drove you guys to do that i think for the most part i think i know for myself and kanisha like we've always had the same sort of spirit when it comes to politics and um if you want to say like activism or things like that but I think it's very difficult in this day and age or for me personally or for us personally it was very difficult for us to find an avenue to to get involved to get involved or to you know vent our frustrations in ways that wasn't just like anger or tears or you know whatever and then I think it took a really long time for us to try and decide like what we can do basically this was like the simplest way for us that we felt that we could play a small part and I feel like we know that this is like such a small pebble in the in the like solving of the problem or you know there's so many other amazing people doing incredible things in order to like create change and to affect change you need to know what's going on in your communities and in your environments so that's why it's really important for us to start by just speaking to people and you know I'm not from Brixton originally like I didn't grow up in this neighborhood so I don't feel like it's right for me to just go in and be like oh you know like this is how you change Mm -hmm. like this is how you can change your communities and xyz like that's not my right by having these conversations on the street by speaking to like a six-year-old woman that's Mm -hmm. lived in Brixton whole life and like a 17 year old boy who gets stops and search regularly and like hearing their experiences we can we can begin to root out the problem wow that was so interesting they're two really really different projects but Mm -hmm. there's a lot you can take out from both of them exactly and how can you find out more so you can go to blacklivesmatter.com um you can follow uk black lives matter on twitter at uk blm um for the uk movement um you can keep up with boiler room at boiler room tv and um visit nat's website at kyr.org.uk cool okay great thank you so much georgia no worries guys see you next episode see you next next episode Wow, what an episode. Have you enjoyed our 10th birthday? Yeah, what an episode. Okay, so who are we going to say thank you to? I want to say thank you to Debbie. So thanks to Deb. You can follow her at ASOS underscore Debbie. Thanks to all the single people you spoke to at Way Out West. Yep. Thanks to Dave Franco for playing not really our game, but a game. And for Lottie for standing in. Um, thank you to Georgia Murray, who spoke to Natalie Fadugba, who works at ASOS, and to Amanda Maxwell. And, of course, our producer, Warren, who we wouldn't be here without. Uh, If you like us, please rate us and you can subscribe on iTunes, Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And remember to tune in next episode for more from These Four Walls.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.